Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street professionals who have taken on secret identities and gone underground in order to provide you our candid views on a handful of stocks out of each week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the news. But our bosses would never allow our unfiltered, unvarnished views on the air so we disguise our voices and they'll never know this week we look at the april 17th 2009 edition of the value line investment survey we have a handful of ideas uh, coming out of this week's edition but before all that a couple of caveats very important this show is for entertainment purposes only if only our own and uh we may it's have a very important caveat. very key and we may have a lot Almost of as important as this one. conflicts of interest. Oh, my goodness. So we often own these stocks, but You'd what shudder. if we don't, but just say we do, I mean, that could be a big problem. Assume so just the worst. assume we just might be making a lot of this up. And finally, we may be completely uninformed. We, after all, are just looking at value line in some cases and know nothing else. And it's Friday afternoon after work, you know, and all that goes with that. Uh, and so I'm going to be back at the back half of the show. Did you tell them about our website? Did I? All our caveats are at www.thevalueguys.com. There are photos of us there, pictures, and resumes, um, and so you can learn more about us there. Uh, but before that, I'm going to, or I guess after that, I don't know. Thank you. That was very yeah, important. No, key. I'm going to be back later to talk about some stocks uh, that I, uh, you know, have talked about, I think, before. I've done a little less work this week than I was hoping to. But, this is uh, a tough issue. You know, it was okay. Prudential Financial, life insurance company, these things have been rocketing up. Reeds. But, um, you know, they're still cheap, below book. Dow Chemical, I've talked about it before. It's fallen in half. I still like it. And finally, Medicus Pharmaceuticals which I don't know that well, but I think it's interesting. But first, taking <laughs> on the, the responsibility of the first half of the show. So fast forward if that's an issue for you. But with a uh, great deal of ado, because he's opened the cabin. I am wearing a coat, but we are in the cabin this week. And so for so that are the, reason, the painters are still here, too. But, uh, uh, what have you? A, lot, a great deal of ado. Uh, Vern Value. Vern, take it away. Mm. Hope you have some good ideas this week. Well, not as exciting as Medicus. Mm, what does it matter? Medical We're in the or cabin. So yeah, even exactly. if even if these ideas don't exactly work out, at least we have a reason to be in the cabin. Well, I'm going you know to. I'm, uh, I'm leading off with a uh, name that I'm distressed to see has rebounded uh, a lot since Value Line put a price on their report at twelve seventy one. Uh, Brush engineered materials. Uh, closed today at like sixteen. So that's a Monday price, and that's a Friday. yeah, I guess oh, right yeah. uh, at twelve seventy one. We're late with these shows. We're down seventy five percent from almost sixty two dollars in two thousand seven. Uh, but the stocks performed real well in the last excuse me six months or so. Uh, this is you know the sixteen looks like a little bit of a breakout. Maybe we, you know, maybe we want to get involved here because well, what this is, is the this is the world's leading producer and the only fully integrated producer and supplier of beryllium. Oh, we've talked about this one yeah. before, haven't we? And you know, when I know beryllium. a company that has a you know nearly controlling stake in a market because they have, you know, they account for so much of the supply. 
than I like their ability. I did this to... one last time. No, I think I did. No, actually. did you? Oh, and I yeah, was looking I stuff up me. on the web. Looking up oh, the, that's right. Yeah, you were. We were trying to find out of, what beryllium was used yeah, for. Right. Do you remember? Well, har, we, weapons, hardening what, of the oh, uh, yeah, nuclear was, tips. Was yeah, and they're upgrading the fleet. So, uh, and they have a monopoly. There's there's these guys, and there's a firm in Russia. There's two firms. It says telecom computers, office. magnetic and optical data storage. There's and, a family that runs it. The father, the son. The son took over. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Officers and directors own two and a half percent. Well, maybe they sold a lot. Yeah, they must have. Anyway, maybe. go on. Were they Don't the, let me interrupt. Were they the brush company, a brush family or something? No, like no, that? no. Anyway, instead of it being 250 million market cap, it's uh, the enterprise value is 350 when you add on about 30 bil- uh, million of uh, net debt. So we're talking very small cap, but Value Line seems to think that they'll be able to bottom out EBITDA in, above 50. And so we're talking about less than seven times multiple, even with some recovery in it, as uh, people bet on, you know, the uh, demand picking up for beryllium. Beryllium's in the ascension. Um, Everyone wants nuclear weapons. Who doesn't want them? (laughs) I think they may put this stuff into nuclear plants, too. I have no idea. I, you know, I really don't know. I thought it's energy in industrial was a market, goods in, but I guess in not. areas that are uh, very hot and you know very. Products polished. include copper and nickel-based beryllium alloys, beryllium ceramics, specialty metal systems, and precious metal products. I mean, they're they're like a shopping center for. Uh, uh, for uh, beryllium, whatever All beryllium. All beryllium, and they have a monopoly with this <laughs> duopoly. Uh, the top line's going down a lot. That's why the stock's down a ton. But um, that's when you buy something like this that's, that's right. going to do well a couple years from now. Did you and, mention the valuation at all? Or I don't uh, remember. Yeah, it's any. less than, well, the enterprise value is uh, multiple of EBITDA, or what value line calls, I, we think anyway, operating margin times sales. Um, Burn, is this a hard recommendation, or is just more of a "Hey, maybe look at it" type of thing? Well, I, I really, I, I would have liked to have bought it under thirteen instead of at sixteen. Oh well, what's wrong with sixteen? The chart still looks like it's down a lot off the peaks. It was and is sixty-two there any a couple reason years to think ago. That the demand for beryllium long term is going to be lower. Well, do we in the want future? more telecommunications? Yes, I do. Do we want more computers? Yes. Do we want more optical data storage? Yes. Okay. Do so we want more auto electronics? It's population based in some way. Well, at so, least, yeah. So, so, I mean, well, and I'm maybe a little bit of control over pricing. One, you well, like I don't. It? I you haven't prepared like as quite as much as I like to this what week. What is going on with you? You're usually overprepared. Uh, sorry what? about that. Did you, anyway, take a cabin, look at brush you know. engineered materials. Symbol is BW. Okay. The next thing I wanted to talk about was, well, originally it was going to be uh, Southern Copper PCU, um, because I'm thinking that. Uh, this is a perfect portfolio manager stock because there's no confusion about what kind of commodity mix you're buying. Uh, they call it Southern Copper Corp, but it's, um, I think, principally operations in Peru. And they have, they raise some money, and they have a bunch of new projects, and they're going to gain share of the copper market over the next cycle. And so people got real excited about it, and the stock was once 48 Value line shows uh, the stock at about 18. It's actually 21 now. The uh, market cap is, uh, what, about $17.9 billion with the stock up as much as it is. Um, and so it's not really that cheap as a multiple of a current EBITDA number. And 
there are a lot of good values around, so I hate to be paying up for it just because it's a pure play and has some uh, premium attached to it for that reason. It turns out Grupo Mexico earns about three-quarters of the capital stock, so that means it trades more like it has a market cap of $5 billion than $15 billion. Um, and so, I, you know, Freeport, McMoran, Copper, and Gold, which you figure uh, people won't like, you know, as mu- or uh, people would, uh, you know, potentially value higher now because of the gold component, is uh, under eight times. Turns out BHP Billiton's under seven, even with the stock having gone from the high 80s to now the high 40s. Um, I think you have to look at this. This is the company that has... Um, huge oil and gas. I think oil and gas might be 20 or 30 percent of the company. Big Australian um, mining. Yeah, big right? Australian iron ore uh, mines. That might they might be big in coal there as well, which means they're the supplier to China as. Uh, so China's going to slow down, where they don't want to approve more of these. China comes back. You know, though, more right? production. They don't stay down forever. Oh no! In terms of demand, absolutely. Population growth. And this 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 one's yielding uh, over three percent, uh, which you're not going to get with uh, the other two stocks. In fact, Freeport doesn't have a yield. So take a look at BHP. This is one we've uh, recommended in the past. The stock actually has been doing pretty well since last fall, in anticipation that the uh, Chinese going to spend their way out of any uh, stalling of their economy. They are spending so much freaking like money. They may, uh, they may be doing that. So BHP. And they're tied to the dollar, so they, aren't they getting a little bit of a free ride on that? Yeah, I guess. Are they? Is that the way the math works? Well, their currency should be depreciating. You know, I've had some adult uh, beverages, so yeah, I'm not sure I can figure that, that out. The air? I mean, do your kids listen in? or mm. They're all grown up, I guess. But I think they have better it's things Friday. to do, People honestly. People know. Maybe they so do eventually. Happened? And then I spent some, uh, so for my last idea, I spent a little time looking at how much recovery had occurred and, as it turns out, hasn't occurred in um, the, uh, what do they call it? Do they call it human capital management or human uh, resource management? I don't know. No, they it's have a, a staffing name for it. No, you're right. In, human, uh, 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 where's the value line index? I don't know. You insisted on it I know, earlier. But I know. Boston. And it's right here. Okay, they call it uh, human resources industry. Human resources. Okay? Perfect. And there's, uh, well, I thought CDI looked like the cheapest. This is a uh, $900 million revenue company, supposedly, down from a billion, almost a billion three, three years ago. Um, you know, this can probably go a lot lower in an economy where employment is only going to get more slack over the next 12 months. But there's a lot priced in here. This is a stock that basically traded between uh, the high teens and the mid-30s for six or seven years until um, late last year when the stock just fell out of bed. Uh, it's up to about $11.5. What do they do? I'm sorry. I wasn't listening uh, They provide temporary and permanent job placement oh, and project management services They're in total technical, uh, IT, and engineering. They're toast. In four segments. Well, you know, of course they are. But it turns out it's still a seven multiple of an EBITDA number that... Uh, it means you need I mean, seven been, years of EBITDA to break been even. crushed. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, well, you know, look at the yield, you know, turn that around, it's about 15%. But uh, there's one here that there's something wrong. I don't. You would want to do some homework, but uh, take a look at Volta Information uh, Sciences. This is temporary office and technical personnel. 
Um, the stock recently about, well, closed today about 776. It's about a $155 million uh, market cap. I've got about $40 million in excess cash. I have more cash than debt on the balance sheet, so very liquid. Uh, $115 million enterprise value. According to Value Line, we can expect them to make 2.6% of $2.3 billion or something approaching $50 million of EBITDA. So I multiples three. So the, there's no problem with the uh, balance sheet. Um, the uh, business uh, was profitable last year at the pre-tax levels, expected to remain so this year. And I can get it for three. What is that, 2.2 times EBITDA? I mean, is somebody going to jail? Are there pictures? Um, EBITDA uh, going to zero. I, I guess. It's the bet. Uh, the number and why, four, I don't know. Because they're the number four guy, and you don't call the number four guy. I mean, you don't need four guys. Their revenue at the $2.3 billion level is more than twice what CDI's is. Hmm. It's three times uh, that of something called cross-country. So they just need to you know, fire manpowers, a bunch of It's two-thirds of what Robert Happen Scale down. they got to scale down then. I guess they're cutting costs. So I think you got to take a look at VOL. Uh, Volt Information Sciences is probably the best of the lot in uh, human resources. And with that, I'm ready to, uh, yeah, well, there'll be a little extra time to talk about something else then. What? Do you have something else to talk about? Well, I don't, you know, I don't know these uh, stocks quite as well, and uh, I've done a little less preparation than really? I like to do. Really? So, Vern, so you're just... Uh, I'm going to turn the show over just, to you now. Okay, great. I hope Excellent. people, I hope we still have some people with us. Well, I don't have that much material to this week. To you. Look, I've oh, looked no. at... I've got three ideas. People well, here, know I'm that gonna, about oh, me. Right, well, Don't have to push let it run that. Down. Okay. Listen, okay, okay. Uh, you better let me work the equipment. Now, we have, I have three ideas as usual. But before we get to that, why don't you host the beverage break? I mean, oh, that's what you yeah, could be absolutely. doing. Absolutely. Let's have a beverage break. <laughs> had, we're in, we're yeah, inaugurating this year's season in the cabin. I like, I like being up here. All uh, right. It's nice here. I hope a squirrel or something doesn't come eat our material. I hope you don't mind the paint smell. It can mm. be a little strong when the wind No, it's fine. It helps me focus a little bit. Um, okay, well, listen, I'm going to have a little more time than usual this week, and I've done a little less to- work than usual, so I'll help you, you do the, the math. <laughs> I'll help you fill the right, time. All right, well, okay. This week, what did we have here? We had, I'm going uh, to eat something Some banks, real estate. We have a, lot a friend of that does banks. He's wanted to be on the show. We keep forgetting oh, to call this him. This would have been a good week. And uh, I guess we can reveal his actual name, Tony. Okay, so we hope that he can come on the show. Um, so, listen, I spent a little time in insurance, life insurance. Let me do that first. Where did my sheet go on that? Prudential Financial, PRU. I've talked about this before. You have. And the reason I remember. I, I was yeah, paying attention. Okay. Well, the stock's up a lot since then. Simply because, uh, if sure? anyone recalls the show, um, a lot of these financial companies that own a lot of bonds uh, that aren't trading when people are scared out of their wits, um, you know, you had this crazy mark-to-market rule out there, and I'm sure the people that thought of it were well-intentioned, but they were accountants. So I don't want to go on beyond just saying that, and it's factual. They were. And so what happened was um, companies like Prudential that intended to hold hold bonds to maturity, which could be 25 years from now, and where the people that owed the money were paying interest on a regular basis, 
the rule thought up by the accounting industry was that just Who because doesn't have the, a reason to no, be around listen, unless they're they smart have rules. people, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying the impact to companies like this one were that no one was trading these securities because everyone was scared out of their wits that they couldn't get a loan, couldn't get credit, so they were clinging to everything they did own, particularly those things that were paying. So it wasn't unusual behavior on their part. And yet because there was no market, because no one wanted to spend money, everyone wanted to hoard money, uh, the accounting industry decided that you should put on your balance sheet. Well, that means demand's down. Well, yeah, of course. But Price they were down. holding to maturity. So in any case, they had to mark down the value of these things to where they were reporting enormous losses unrealized because they never actually sold the securities. But again, the accounting industry and trying to help people better understand the reality of the economics behind their businesses thought that this mark-to-market would do that uh, very well and would help people understand the truth. It had the opposite effect, unfortunately. And so uh, the companies, you know, all it's the life insurance It's di- very company- difficult to resist anything that's pitched as being in the interest of enhanced transparency of of for the individual investors. Listen, I understand so. the reasons that they put forth, but in this particular instance where, uh, you know, credit was scarce and trust was scarce, it was, a, you know, the a bad policy. And so, anyway, these guys, their book value got crushed because they had to mark these things to market. Right now, the book value of Prudential Financial, and this would go be true for a lot of life insurance companies, not just Prudential. This just happens to be my favorite because it's got a money management firm as well, which you know is pretty easy to value. So, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But the revenue that comes off a money management firm, just multiply it by three, and that's a pretty conservative valuation. So you can just put that aside for a moment this thing and and by the way the the value of that business is not in the book value because they don't hold the assets and the assets belong to their clients so that comes in just as fee income but in the case of prudential the book value is 40 no 38 dollars estimated at the end of 09 34 dollars currently the stock on value line is at 22 (coughs) i think last time i talked about it it was, and I have the sheet somewhere here. It was in the teens. I mean, these things got really beat up, but it closed at 27 today. The book value is estimated at the end of 09 is 38. These things tend to sell at one and a half to two times book, and I think that you can figure that valuation will again occur over the next three to five years as confidence slowly. Yeah, two returns. out of the three stocks I talked about today were are under book. Well, you know, uh, book is uh, was a valuation approach that was, you know, uh, set aside during the years when, um, you know, returns were high and book value didn't mean a lot. And accountants wrote down book a lot, so in good years, the book doesn't really mean what it used to. But right now, in the case of particularly a financial entity, the book is trying to be the current market, liquid market value in the sense that every liability on their books has been scrubbed to where it's the current trading value, and that's in an environment of fear. And every asset has been scrubbed down to where it's the value of it in the current marketplace in an environment of fear. So, uh, sure, because got, no one would pay a premium to that. Exactly. So I think the book is good is my point. You're at a big discount to that. It puts up a 3% yield. Um, let me see here. Insiders haven't bought in a while. 
the company does buy stock in good you know years and you know they they did a little bit in 08 and they're doing a little bit in 09 and behind this life insurance you know argument that it's worth book um, and they did have a little bit riskier investment portfolio, and I've talked to management, and I understand that. But we're in an environment where riskier municipal bonds are not going to default, and the premium that was associated with that was too high. So those things are coming back as well. And their money management arm is uh, they're involved in a lot of profit-sharing plans and 401K plans where money automatically at every payday gets swept into their funds. They've got a wonderful marketing arm, a wonderful uh, sales division that's just pulling in assets every week when people get paid. It's a wonderful uh, asset gathering tool and you sort of get that for free. It's not in the book. And if I valued this on the cash flows of that business, I would have to add that to the book. So the book is 38 at the end of 09 and I'm not seeing here the investment income is 8.5 billion. There's 400 million shares, so what's that? $20 a share and that might be worth 40, 50, 60 bucks a share on its own. This thing might be worth uh, 90 bucks. It's still trading at, you know, 27. So now, I hasn't like the U.S. government shown some interest in getting a little more involved in the insurance industry? Well, they've got regulation now. Um, so far, uh, the, it's on know, a state by state basis, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, right. So, so there's a movement some to states, federalize? Some states will be hurt, some harmed. I think Prudential, you know, they are a little bit on the riskier end in terms of their bond portfolio, but that means double A instead of triple A. I don't think it's a problem. Hmm. And uh, regulation, you know, they're not going to be involved. Does that they're, mean I get leverage in a positive economy? Yeah, exactly. Okay. It, once the fear of bankruptcy of cities goes away, their bond portfolio <laughs> looks better. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, next up, and I'm running out of time, which Good. is great because I didn't do as much work <laughs> as I'd hoped to. Medicis Pharmaceutical, page 12. Medicis? I thought it was Medicus. Medicus? Medicis? Medicis? I don't know. Don't I know. before I don't know E either. except after C. I don't I'm, know. I'm a bit skeptical. Uh, 12, just based on the I name. I can't read my own writing. 12, Sounds like a consultant's 69. idea. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going out of order. I'm not doing that one. Oh, I'm you're sorry. not? I don't want to go Oops. out of order. Well, okay. you have two to do? I'm doing uh, DuPont, ticker oh, okay. D-O-W, page 1236. That's now, not DuPont. DuPont's oh, DD. I'm sorry. DuPont's my uh, comparison. Which one are you contract. recommending? I'm recommending DuPont. DuPont. I'm sorry. I'm, no, no. I'm no. recommending Dow. <laughs> and I think I recommended DuPont last time. These things both start with D. Don't start giving me a hard time. And they're right next to each other. Uh, I'm going to go with Dow. Here's why. Dow Chemical... The stock's plunged. It was at 43 last year, or 48 the year before. It's at, it was at 10 when this was published. It's at 1260 right now. And let's face it, Dow Chemical manufactures basic chemicals, plastics, ethylene, propylene, benzene, styrene. My theme on this is because of their volumes, they're a low-cost producer. That means they make stuff the cheapest. And their demand in terms of volumes are going to be associated with world GDP, uh, they're a worldwide provider. And as uh, other economies and other nations want to grow to our sort of per capita capital, you know, consumer expenditures and live like we do with houses and cars and wall-to-wall -wall carpeting and big screen TVs and all that, all that stuff has chemicals. And these guys are the low-cost producers, so they're in a volume game. Uh, they put up, uh, you know, just seven percent operating margins five those are in bad years their peak operating margins get into the mid mid low teens and that really 
uh, talks about their low-cost advantage because in a commodity, you should earn 5% or something operating margin. And their real skill is in logistics and uh, asset turnover, and that's what allows them to undercut competitors on price. We're obviously in a period where demand fell off a cliff in the fourth quarter, a glass fell in a restaurant, everyone stopped doing anything, and honestly, the curves of industrial production, if you pull them up at the St. Louis Federal Reserve site, dropped like they've never dropped since 1973, well, and the other thing, since the oil the, embargo. The other thing that's scary been. about the uh, degree of downturn is that there was uh, uh, an almost coincident but lagging um, collapse in Europe. Right. Where Europe had been forecast to be able to operate, you know, grow independently of prospects. Well, it was a credit here. problem, and it hit everyone simultaneously. Of and, and it illustrated uh, how it integrated the Western world economies. Well, absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah. So in the case of Dow, the theme is they're going to grow with volume. They're a low-cost producer. The stock right now has been crushed to where it's eight times EBITDA, but that's at depressed EBITDA. On any sort of normal earnings power basis, it's at four times and I don't think population is falling, and I don't think demand for basic chemicals is falling, particularly when the environment's calling for raising uh, standards of living uh, everywhere in the world. And when you raise the standard of living, it's all about plastics and chemicals. You know, Dustin Hoffman was right. Four times earnings. I'm running out of time, but it's cheap. It's best of class. And, uh, of course, you know, things haven't gone well recently. But when you can buy a low-cost provider at four times earnings power, that's a good Companies deal. like this Dial gain chemical. market share Six percent dividend yield, that's going to be fine. And finally, this week, uh, and I'm going in page number order, and I haven't left myself a lot of time, Medicus or Metasys. It's a controversy. Page 1269. It's a medical products provider. They provide prescription and non-prescription products to the dermatology market, uh, primarily with a product, an acne product called Solidin, and they just won the rights to that back from Teva. Listeners know I've been a longtime fan of the generic industry. I've been recommending Watson. I own it personally. I'm going to close out Watson probably pretty soon because the thing has done very Didn't well. Didn't you recommend Wyeth at one point, too? Yeah, I mean, I like this area. Needs not wants, tied to demographics, high gross margins, etc. Medicus puts up a low 20s operating margin. They've got a return on capital, 11%. They don't have a lot of debt. They're four times EBITDA right now. The market's always worried that some product or some patent's going to come off, and yet these companies always have a sales force. And this valuation is just cheaper than they ever get. They have $300 million in cash that is uh, 6 bucks a share in cash. The stock closed today at 13 Wow. And they have... Uh, hundred, you know, they have a little bit of debt, you know, three bucks of debt. So they're cash heavy, good returns, good sales force, proprietary product. It's so you're in trying derm- to make me say wow. Right? It's in dermat. I don't know, maybe oh, I was okay. dermatology. They just won a case. What else do I know here? Not uh, much. Evidently, the uh, but value- don't let that stop. No you. value. <laughs> I don't know much. What do you have to know? Those are the best ideas where you don't have to know a lot. Exactly. It's uh, cheap enough to where you don't have to know a lot, except proprietary product. Good management for years. Of course, entertainment purposes only do your own work. That goes without saying. There's not much of a yield here, and there's no inside buys for over a year. But I like the cash position, the operating margin, say proprietary, and uh, their returns on capital going back a long way uh, suggest that they're good managers. It's it's rare to find a, a medical products company this cheap. 
Uh, my best idea this week is going to have to be uh, from this price. Uh, I don't know, Vern. You know, maybe. <coughs> let's see. I guess I'm going to go with uh, Prudential Financial. I have no Volt's brainer. pretty risky. <coughs> BHP is not terribly. You know, I I still want a lot of upside. I got to go with the uh, with the company that controls the uh, beryllium demand. <laughs>